You're not going to believe this, but three-point shooting gets the Pelicans a 111-104 win over the Memphis Grizzlies on opening night. And after a slow start, Zion Williamson gets going late. Let's break it all down in a live post-game show here on Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube where we are live right now, coming to you right after the game. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all after the Pelicans win on opening night, 111-104. Big three-point shooting night. CJ McCollum stepping up. Matt Ryan stepping up. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about Zion Williamson. I loved what we saw from Dyson Daniels, too. This is a win that should make you feel encouraged, optimistic if you're a Pelicans fan. I'm excited to break it all down with you in today's live show. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast coming to you like nobody else does, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, the wins, the losses, the offense, the defense. And of course, coming to you live like this. So it's a lot of fun. We'll get trade rumors and everything in there too. I'm going to do one shout out here. I'm not going to interact with the chat as much in this show, but there is a certain Jerry Madison, my father in the chat here saying he is an everydayer, even though everydayer is two words, not one word, dad. So please, if you're an everydayer, shout it out in the chat. I actually have a live studio audience in here and that person will make an appearance unless he wants to make an appearance right now on everything. Uh, It'll come in a minute here as he's doing some work. So let's get into (laughs) everything here um, as we get to the 111-104 win. Becoming every day. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So look, story of this game was the three point shooting kind of important, isn't it? And you saw it just open everything up for the Pelicans. The first five games, the first 10 games of this season were really going to be about evaluating the offense. Is it better than last season? Is it doing what James Borrego, the associate head coach they brought in, wanting it to do? Can they manufacture more three-point shots? And look, this is a Memphis Grizzlies team without John Morant, without Steven Adams, but the early returns on this were good. 14 of 32 from three, that's a shade under 44%. If they shoot like that, you see what it does to this offense. You had a bench unit in there that had Matt Matt Ryan, Jordan Hawkins, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, and CJ McCollum out there. And that unit just ran away from the Memphis Grizzlies. You had one of the big three out there, and you had two non-shooters in Jonas and Herb, even though those guys shot pretty well from three. Jonas going two of four, Herb Jones going two of three. CJ went six of 11. That lineup had some shooting in it and it just makes everything so much easier. Imagine part of that lineup around Zion Williamson, which you started to eventually see in the second half. This is why the Pelicans have put such an emphasis on three-point shooting. 
It's important. It's 2023. The season goes into the 2024 season. You have to shoot threes better than you you did last year. You can't be ranked 24th in three-point attempts. And there's a balance of attempts and makes too, right? You can shoot threes really well, have a high percentage, but not take a ton of them. Teams won't respect you then still. Jonas Valanciunas shoots the three ball relatively well, but doesn't take enough of them to really force a defender on him all the time. But in this game, you saw Jaron Jackson Jr. start to step out on the perimeter a little bit more when Jonas was hitting those threes. And when you saw Zion struggle, and we'll get into this in the next segment because I want to talk about how he was limited in the first half but really exploded in the second half, it just makes everything so much easier. So to see CJ McCollum working off ball more, more catch and shoot threes for him because the ball was in the hands of Zion, of Brandon Ingram, still was in CJ's hands too, But how much better did he look in this game? How many times did you, listener, watcher of the show, get frustrated with CJ McCollum last year because he was dribble driving into traffic, took a contested mid-ranger? You hated that last year. Well, he just went six of nine and was the hero for the Pelicans in this game, opening every single thing up because they just put him in a better situation to succeed. This is what you wanted them to be doing. This is what James Borrego, Willie Green, wanted them to be doing as well. You saw CJ cutting. You saw him taking pull-up threes when he had the ball in his hands. All of that was great. And also, knowing this is a credit to Willie Green. And when Will Guillory was on my show yesterday, if you're an everydayer and you listen to the preview with him, he said he was expecting to see big-time Matt Ryan minutes early on. He said that, and I was beyond shocked when he said that we were going to see Matt Ryan minutes in this game. And lo and behold, Will Will nailed it, by the way. And by the way, Will's going to say he would come on like every other week. You're going to get to see him twice a month here, I think, on Locked On Pelican. So I'm really excited to have him on the show regularly, something for all y'all to look forward to. So again, become an everyday or subscriber wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube so you never miss those episodes because Will was straight fire yesterday. Also has a great article on Brandon Ingram and where his mental health is, his mental state is going into this season. But he said he, you might see Matt Ryan minutes and guess what? You got Matt Ryan minutes on a two-way deal in the opening game of the regular season. And all Matt Ryan does is just come in and go three of six from three. He was three of four, really, at one point. Nine points. Matt Ryan played 13 minutes, 51 seconds. He was a team high plus minus of plus 20. There's going to be a very good chance that he gets converted to that final roster spot. If he plays like that and has that kind of impact because this team needs more three-point shooting without Trey Murphy there, that's big. Jonas Valanciunas hitting those threes was massive. Herb Jones stepping into corner threes above the break threes makes him a threat offensively. 13 points from him. That's exactly what you wanted to see. Brandon Ingram still isn't in the groove of those three-point shots he needs to be taking. 0 for 3 from deep. They want him taking like six to eight three-pointers a game. He still kind of fell back on his own mid-range thing. But that's okay when you have court spacers out there. So instead of taking a contested mid-ranger because he's dribbled into two guys, well, he can beat a guy one-on-one to his spot and then elevate and make that mid-range shot. Three-point shooting on all of this is just so important. And you saw it completely beat and burn the Memphis Grizzlies in this game. This was exactly, in terms of that, what you wanted to see. There's still work to be done on the offensive side of the ball. And we'll talk about that coming up here with Zion and all of that. 
But this was a very encouraging sign to go on the road to a place where you have struggled. Yes, no John Morant, no Steven Adams, but to do what you need to do and get people hitting their shots, all of those things. Look, I'm thrilled. 10 out of 10, no notes here. We're going to give them notes because that's what we do on a podcast here. Otherwise, the show would be really short. So we'll give them more notes in the next segment. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Zion Williamson. Let's get excited even more. So let me know what you're thinking in the comments down below on YouTube. I appreciate y'all being here live with me. More on Zion and everything else going on with this team coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Ibotta, like on the Pelicans jerseys. How's a free Thanksgiving sound? This year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants turkey without the gravy? So starting November 1st for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. And Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So download the Ibotta app, again, like the Jersey patch, and use code LOCKED to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy, and it's the most fun I've had because you can win up to 25 times your money this football season, this NBA season, and it's super easy. You pick two or more players, look at their projected stats and pick more or less, and you place your entry. If you had taken CJ McCollum at more than 22 and a half points in this game, you'd have won. You'd feel really good about yourself. And Prize Picks is a skill-based, real-money daily fantasy sports game. Again, two to six players, more or less than their Prize Picks projection. And Prize Pick adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Watch your progress update in real time. Win up to 25 times your entry amount and cash out your winnings quickly and get that money into your hands. So, Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's free money right there. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA for a first-time deposit match up to $100 when you use code LockedOnNBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down the Pelicans way no one else does we also have sometimes guests on the show like will guillory yesterday and hi hi i'm ross jackson and um i i made it a live appearance on lockdown pelicans before anthony davis thanked new orleans so just want to say that every day or right here by the way <laughs> also go check out the locked on saints podcast as your second listen today um i'm actually nervous doing this not just for the live audience on youtube but the live studio audience i have here as ross is really one of the absolute best we have of locked on also host of locked on nfl on wednesdays tuesdays okay yeah, you do wednesdays. yeah i do wednesdays on, well how cool is it that we do the national shows from new orleans right like Let's, let's get, I think that's like an incredible thing. Okay. 
Enough of that. I like Ross. He came and everyone's saying hi, Ross, in the chat, hi, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can I come over? I was like, yeah, man, come on over. So back to the game here so that we don't go too long on the show. Um, we're happy about this. Become an everydayer. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Comment down below on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show, too. Um, they're saying fire Pete in the chat. <laughs> Thank you, Philip Jones. Fire Pete. Okay. <laughs> Back to the Pelicans here. Um, what, what is my second segment? Zion Williamson. There we go. Let's get back to it. So this was an interesting game. And if, you, if you're an everydayer and you listened to Will on the show yesterday, you heard him talk about how the Memphis Grizzlies defend Zion probably better than any other team does in the league. And in this game, you saw them put one guy on him and then they let Jaron Jackson Jr. hang back and kind of defend the rim. And Zion does struggle a little bit with like extreme length on him. So it worked. First half, I think for the first three quarters, whatever it was, I don't have the updated stats in front of me because the NBA stats website goes a little slow. Maybe I'll get them here and we're not there yet. Um, was At one point, he was four of 12 and struggling. Had a couple of his shots blocked. He's an elite finisher around the rim and his shot was getting blocked. That's not something that happens all the time. But as Jaron Jackson Jr. picked up fouls and he makes dumb fouls out there, did it with Team USA, does it with the Memphis Grizzlies, like that dude just wants to commit really stupid fouls. And Zion, by the way, first play of the game goes right into his body, forces a foul on Jaron Jackson Jr., which smart play. The game starts to open up and it opens up in two ways for Zion Williamson. One, you get the rim protector out of there, which is just going to free Zion to do his thing. The other part of it is... The three-point shooting, did you see the space it created? Did you see the threat of open three-point shooters scaring the Memphis Grizzlies and giving Zion Williamson more room to charge down the lane and do his thing? Because I did, and that is exactly how this is supposed to work. The offense is still a work in progress. It was definitely clunky at times, and I don't know if you can really rely on almost 44% shooting from three every single game. But you could absolutely see the spacing start to get better as the game went on for the Pelicans. Willie Green was still figuring out the rotation a little bit here. You know, you saw him run a three, four shooter lineup without B.I. on the court, without Zion Williamson on the court for the first half of the game. And I think that was them trying to kind of figure out exactly what the rotation is going to look like without Trey Murphy. But in the second half, you saw Willie Green get this right a lot. Put shooters around Zion Williamson and see what happens. And good things did happen. Like Willie Green, and I meant to make this point in the first, in the first segment here, deserves an absolute ton of credit. He could have played... Kyra Lewis Jr. more minutes. And Kyra Lewis Jr. did play in this game and did not look good. He was one of the first subs in, right? He played, where was it? Almost 11 minutes. Didn't score a point. 0 for 3, 0 for 2 from deep, right? One block, one turnover, one personal foul. That's what he did in this game. Matt Ryan played almost 14 minutes. For him to go, I'm not going to go with the established guy that I know on my roster in Kyra and instead go with the unproven two-way player that ain't the Willie Green of old, right? That's, that's not the Willie Green that played Tony Snell significant minutes in the play-in tournament and almost caused me to lose my mind at Mid-City Yacht Club as we were all watching that. And if you were there, you saw and heard me screaming. There's like a video of me literally yelling like, what the heck is this team doing? Because in those like four minutes for Tony Snell, they lost like a 10-point lead. 
This is Willie Green growing and realizing who he needs to put on the court, even if they're unproven because it's skill set. You were running a rookie and a guy on a two-way contract out there at one point, and it was working because you had the right combination of guys who were making their shots. So to see Zion go four of 12 struggling and then turn it on is big. I was just on our Locked On Sports Today show. Go give that a watch if you haven't before. It's great. Just catch up on everything around the league. Baseball, NBA starting. They cover it all in like 30 minutes or less. The biggest stories that you need to know. And the Pelicans are on there because this is a significant deal. You know, what I had said there was when you look at Zion Williamson, he struggles with adversity. I think we can all agree with that, right? Whether that's adversity with his personal life, whether it's adversity with his injuries, but also adversity out there on the court. We've seen him have like clunker of games and then just never really get back into it. And then he just kind of fades away and doesn't seem to really care the rest of the way. Four of 12 isn't a good start. That's something that can get in his head and that he might struggle with. But he didn't. Four 12 finished nine of 17. So we went five of five the rest of the way. Is that right? That's the math, isn't it? That's incredible for a guy who normally doesn't handle adversity all that well. And his stat line looks kind of pedestrian, but it's not. 9 of 17, 53% from the field. Went to the free throw line seven times. 23 points. His prize pick line, by the way, was 24 and a half. He was one bucket away from going over that. Um, Three assists, seven rebounds, including four offensive rebounds in the second half alone. The three assists I want you to look at, because you're going to see that and think he wasn't doing a good job facilitating. He was. He was doing a great job facilitating in this game. His teammates just weren't making their shots at that period of time. He easily could have had something like six, seven, eight assists in this game, and the Pelicans could have run away with it more so than a 111-104 win. And that final score isn't really as close as what the game was in the fourth quarter when teams were kind of giving up. So I... Really liked what we saw from Zion Williamson. And as Wiggy Will here says in the chat, every team don't have a Jaron Jackson Jr. And that is absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. He's going to dominate a lot of these games. And you're going to see him getting 30, 40, maybe even a 50-point game because seeing him get going as the game went on, right? What's one of the questions we always have about him? Conditioning, right? And yet... As the game went on, when you're supposed to be getting more tired, he... <laughs> I don't know why Ross is laughing over here. Is it at me? No. Okay. <laughs> you can never come over again. <laughs> and, and as the game's going on, and he should be getting more fatigued, he's not. He's dominating. He's imposing his will on all of this. This is a dominant setup for Zion Williamson against a team that doesn't defend him as well as the Memphis Grizzlies. Good luck, New York Knicks. I don't trust Mitchell Robinson on this, Julius Randle on all of this. I'm looking forward to seeing him at home in the Smoothie King Center on Saturday, where I might be doing a post-game show live from the arena like we're doing. So keep an eye on that. I'm going to give it a test. Should be a lot of fun. So coming up next here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, a victorious opening night. And my goodness, we have almost 350 people in here. So thank you so much. That means the world to me. Shows the passion that y'all have. We'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel. Please, uh, FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. 
I told you, get in on the Pelicans plus two and a half, plus one, or even just take them on the money line because without John Morant, without Steven Adams, the Pelicans matched up really well. And if you decided to join FanDuel and you placed that initial $5 bet on the Pelicans, you would have won that bet. So you'd have more money in your account and you'd also have an extra $200 in bonus bets. You would have doubled up Big time. That's right. $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose when you join FanDuel and place a $5 bet. So if you've been thinking about joining, if you're feeling good about the Pelicans, the line isn't out against the New York Knicks yet. We'll talk about that tomorrow. If you're feeling good about them, go place a risk-free $5 bet. The app is super easy to use. They have the spreads, the player prompts, the over-unders, everything you could want. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and tip off the NBA season. FanDuel official sports book of locked on their official partner of the NFL as well. And thank you for making locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. We're going to have bonus shows for you. We're going to have live shows after these games. We're going to have live shows at the arena too. I want to do more for y'all this year because look, You're a passionate fan base. New Orleans is a basketball city. That has been proven. It is 10-17 on a Wednesday. And there's over 340 of y'all in here hanging out, talking Pelicans, watching the show. That sends a statement. I'm going to send this to the rest of Locked On, and they're going to be unbelievably impressed by it. Ross is impressed by it. And it just shows you the passion of your fan base. And that's why I do the show, not for me, because of all of you. So I really appreciate you. If you're here with me live, thank you. If you're listening the next day, totally cool too. If you listen one day a week, I love it. Try listening to two or become an everydayer. And if you're an everydayer, let me know in the chat alongside this right here. So let's start to wrap up the show a little bit. Talk about some of the other performances we saw in this game. Uh, loved what we saw from Herb Jones in this one. You know, four of eight from the field, two of three. He got to the line, 13 points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, just an overall good stat line. He needs to contribute offensively. If he can get close to 13, 15 points per game, I'll take that. If he continues to shoot above 40% from three, he's going to burn teams and eventually they will start to guard him on the three point line. Jonas Valanciunas shooting the three ball well in this. Look, They weren't respecting his three-point shot. At times, he was a little more hesitant than I would like that allowed them to almost close out on him and block some of his three-point attempts. He needs to just be confident, get that ball in the three-point line, realize he's open, and do the the catapult shot that he does. That's what you really want to see him doing. You know, in terms of a couple of subpar performances, then we'll get to Dyson Daniels here in a second. Larry Nance Jr. definitely looked rusty, looked like he hadn't played in preseason, but he had a strong showing on the glass. Don't let the two points fool you. The issue with him and the lineups that he's been involved in is that they struggle rebounding. They struggle with defensive rebounding. Go back to that Minnesota game at the end of last season, right before the play-in tournament, that would have adjusted the Pelicans' seeding had they won. They gave up something like... Eight offensive boards late in the fourth quarter, leading to like 20-something second-chance points for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that's what swung the game after they were up by 15. I was at Mid-City Yacht Club with the Pels 12 for that. And, you know, the rebounding was the issue. So for him to get seven defensive rebounds, eight rebounds overall, that's exactly 
what you want him to kind of prove to you right now. I care less about the scoring because he's going to be playing alongside Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and probably Herb Jones or Trey Murphy in a closing lineup. They don't need him to score. Just be a big man that boxes out and grabs rebounds. So don't look at his box score and be like, oh, he was bad. Certainly there was some rust. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that he played taller, larger, bigger than he is, I think was a really important thing to see from him and the type of growth we want to see with that kind of small ball Larry Nance Jr. at center lineups. Let's also look at Dyson Daniels. You know, he was going to be kind of the sixth man in this game. We talked, you know, when I projected the rotation, I thought it was going to be him or Larry Nance Jr. They played the most minutes coming off the bench. I loved what we saw from Dyson Daniels. All he has to do is contribute offensively in a little way, whether that's scoring at the rim, whether that's passing the ball around, or whether that's three-point shooting. Three-point shot wasn't there, took one, didn't make it. The assists weren't there because they didn't really need him to do it with what the way the offense was rolling and some of the three-point shooting from the other guys. But he plays taller than he is. He has good size and he's put on a lot of muscle this offseason. So you saw him a couple of times drive to the rim and try some kind of fancy layups. Don't do that, Dyson Daniels. Just dunk the ball. And if he had dunked a couple of those, he should have really, in theory, finished like five of six. And he would have looked significantly better if that's the case. And the the box score would have looked significantly better from him. You know, he had that nice little kind of like runner, floater, hook shot in the lane. I think that was really good. Overall, I was very pleased with what we saw from him. There's a lot of room for him to grow. He's great in transition, can get out and run. Great defender in transition as well as in the half court. That's really what they what you want to see from him. He looks like he has has grown here. And so I'm very pleased with what we saw. It's still a work in progress. The offense is still going to be a work in progress here, but the fact that he contributed enough, that's all you need from him right now. He doesn't need to be out there carrying the team offensively or anything like that. This is a good game, y'all. This is a good game for the Pelicans here. I'm very happy with what we saw. You took care of business against a team that you should have. They overcame losing the turnover battle as they settled into the game too. 21 limited the damage that that was, you know, Memphis was capable of doing. You know, I don't think you could ask for much more than, you know, really what they did, just dominating that second quarter, winning at 32-19. Overall, a great night. This is the exact kind of start in a place that has given them trouble um, that you don't need to worry about as much. Loved how they balanced three-point shooting in the beginning, getting Zion going late, Zion not fading. Brandon Ingram, we haven't even really talked about him in this game, but just like a solid overall performance. He loves his mid-range. He was good at the mid-range. It was open for him because they gave him more space from mid-range. I don't know, y'all. I'm happy. You should be happy too. That means we're going to be happy going into Saturday night as they take on the New York Knicks in the home opener. I'm going to be there. I hope y'all will be too. If you see me out there, come say hi. I'm happy to talk with y'all. See me out in the city, which has happened a couple of times today. Some guy yelled at me from his car, um, asked me where I get my shirts. It's Dirty Coast. I kind of dig the, the gator with the crown here. So let's enjoy this season. It's nice to start it off on a win, kind of reminiscent of last year when they rolled the Brooklyn Nets. Matt Harrison says, can we talk about the lobs? They try, they're still not an amazing lob throwing team. They got one or two to Zion. I was finally happy to really see that get going. Those, as they get better at it, are going to open up more. And I think you're going to get a lot of highlight plays too. So 
Thank you all so much for making Locked On Pelicans part of your day, making this live show part of your day. This means the world to me. I know it means the world to Ross, too, just seeing the New Orleans sports support here. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are the Locked On Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Become an everydayer. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to preview the weekend, get set for the home opener.